evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and it's probably been about a week, or probably over a week, but like I said before, and I'll continue to say it again, it all depends on, on the work schedule, it depends on how, you know, how busy I get with work and how tired I feel when I actually get home from work, and trust me, when you work about, uh, let's say close to about a nine-hour day, let's say, sort of give or take, so to speak, um, it, yeah, when you, work, when you work pretty much from, you know, you don't get off at 10 o'clock at night, let's put it that way. It's it's a lot, it, it takes a lot of uh, toll on the body. I mean, I would love to sit back and do po- this podcast all day long. If I was going to get paid for it, then yeah, I would sit back and do a podcast one a day and keep going on and on and on. Unfortunately, that's not how the the way it goes. Uh, I know there's a lot we got to catch up on. I mean, we haven't had a chance about new coaching hiring, uh, the NFL draft, the here last Last week here, at least this week or so, the draft is picking up um, rumors, speculations, uh, Justin Fields, the Russell Wilson's of the world. Um, a lot of quarterbacks did get franchise tags from Derrick Henry's to Austin Eckler, the uh, Saquon Barkley's of the world. Um, Tony Pollard, a name to throw out there that did not get the franchise tags. And of course, there's been rumors and speculations as to where they go. And hopefully in future episodes, we'll get a chance to certainly cover all of that um at least in this episode we'll not, we'll not cover any coachings but coaching hirings probably in the next episode we'll probably catch up on we'll probably catch up on a bunch of a bunch of uh, stuff as far as like the commanders and the seattle seahawks that are coaching hiring we'll talk about jim harbaugh and what he could mean to the Chargers in a later episode actually this this episode is kind of a kind of a flashback episode we'll talk about well, we'll talk about America's team. We seem to talk about them quite a bit, but we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys and what they might need to do to, let's say, put themselves over the top. And we'll talk about speculation and rumors and some names that are might not come back. We'll talk. We'll talk about all those. We'll talk about another team in their division, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles and what happened to them. Remember, they got off to a ten and one start, and then all of a sudden things just kind of fell out. And of course, there were rumors that AJ Brown. And Jalen Hurts were on the same page. There was arguments between the two of them. Um, A.J. Brown, there was rumors that A.J. Brown was playing the diva on the sideline about, hey, I need the ball more and blah, blah, blah. A.J. Brown has gone on, on somebody's podcast and straightened out that situation and said that he was not being a diva, that he was trying to pump up his teammates, and we'll kind of discuss that as that time goes on. We'll talk about the a team that's in the same state they are, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk about something that happened during the season, towards the end of the season, I think, when it got to um, Mike Tomlin and his, um, Mike Tomlin and um, quarterback situation and some stuff that, uh, we'll talk about Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers and what, what he had to say about the, uh, about the Steelers. Um, and we'll talk about one team that might have been the darling of the NFL this year, and that's the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, if y'all know, Went to the NFC Championship game. They were actually winning at halftime, but again, the bottom dropped off. Yeah, they're, they've got some decisions they got to make on the free agent market as well. And what can they do to maybe take them a little step closer to the Super Bowl? We'll certainly try to catch up on that and discuss that as well. For those who joined for the very first time, I want to say thank you. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers, whomever you need to invite. Please invite them on in. I've always said we're all family and friends here. We talk nothing but football. It's just one man's opinion. What's going on in the, in the world? In the world we call the NFL. That's 
basically it. There's no, there's no, there's no way to sugarcoat that. That's just all it is. And for those of you from day one, thank you for doing so. And again, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, whoever you need to invite, please invite them on in. I've always stated if you got any questions for me whatsoever that you want me to answer, I'll be more than happy to do so. If you want to, if you want to answer me who I think, you know, who, where Derek Henry or somebody else might go, please, you know, please, I'll, I'll answer any question. I'll spend any time with any episode answering nothing but your questions. And if not, I'll do an entire episode answering nothing but your nothing but your questions. Um, if you need, if you need, if you want to answer a question, Facebook and Spotify, two spots that are that you can reach me out on. Uh, certainly, if you do not, again, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I know the Google Podcast. I believe that is coming to an end here very soon. I believe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, could be wrong on that. Um, but again, if you have a chance, please reach me on those platforms. If you do not listen to what, whatever platform you listen to, say you listen to, please by all means listen to the listen to some to the podcast. Um, before we go any further, we start talking football. I want to thank um, you know new followers, whether you're a business musician, you know a blogger, uh, digital creator, a model, uh, you know. Whatever it is, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm not going to be able to cover everybody that has you know followed me and not followed them back. I greatly appreciate I greatly appreciate you guys and gals that do follow me, and I, you know hopefully that I want to try my very best to get this more established and you know more established and get get this podcast out there more. I mean we've gone from here all the way to Australia, and that's a hard thing. We've even gone as far as to Poland, which it's which I never thought I would try and, and pull them and listen to this to this podcast. And I greatly appreciate the viewers from wherever you are. I greatly appreciate it. And for those, you know, for those new viewers, new businesses that do follow me on Facebook or you know, whatever the case is, please, I do really thank you. And I'm gonna try to well, let me try to keep pumping out some more stuff. Like today we got the day off today and we got a chance to uh, pump out some uh, at least try to pump out some going in, you know, pumping out some uh, Episodes. I think it's it. Heck, I bored you enough. Let's let's hear jump and talk about. We're gonna talk about football. That's what we're always here talking about. Let's talk about the. Uh, let's talk about the Dallas the Dallas Cowboys. And let's be and let's um. Let's be honest with you. I know the Dallas Cowboys. They're they're always in everybody's frame of mind. Um, Jerry Jones. I know Jerry Jones has been in the news here. Just yesterday, ESPN they put an article out about a. Um, how can we how can we word it? I guess so that Jerry has an illegitimate child. I guess that's the terminology that we that we can use. That's out there. Uh, it's been out there. It was out there actually in the season. I believe it was talked about last season as well. A little bit towards the end of last season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but again, but for Jerry, you know, for Jerry, that's something that Jerry is going to have to. Yeah, I mean, I think a judge has said that they want Jerry to do a. Um, a DNA test because they, I believe I believe the young lady is 27 years old. I believe I might be wrong on that. That child that he is Jerry's child, and her, I guess her Jerry and her mother had signed some kind of agreement many 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 years ago. It's if you get a chance, ESPN. I think I don't. I believe it might. It was there yesterday, but I think ESPN probably has the article somewhere on their site that you can certainly read 
more about that. I'm not. This is not. I'm going into the soap opera style, you know, stuff. But since the since the end of end of the season, Detroit. I mean, again, excuse me. Dallas has been. People wonder, you know, people wonder what is it going to take for Dallas to get over the top. And again, Dallas does have some decisions to make. Um, again, Dak Prescott, I believe he's going to be a free agent. I believe it's next season. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb, who had a career year this past this past year, he's going to get paid more money. And now there's rumors that maybe, uh, you know, Brandon Cooks will probably go. Brandon, Brandon Cooks may very well be let go by the Cowboys to get on the cap. Cooks came on from the Houston Texans last offseason. And people thought that Cooks would be the be a guy to certainly help out, to certainly, you know, give give C D a helping hand, basically. And he didn't and uh Cooks had some moments, but he wasn't, I guess, consistent enough. Michael Gallup, they gave Michael Gallup uh, a decent contract a couple of years ago, but Gallup has had some injuries, has had injuries and he has not lived up to expectations and there's rumors that Gallup could be a cut. Uh, Tony Pollard, it will not, more likely he might not be back if he does come back to, to Dallas. And it's a possibility that he could come back to Dallas. The thing is, is that he would have to come under what Dallas wants to bring him back on. I believe there's what, Tyrone Smith, I believe he is, um, I believe he's a free agent. He had a pretty decent year this past year. Injuries have, have, uh, you know, have hurt, you know, his, his stock the last few years, but again, again, he was dinged up again this year. But again, he played very well this year. He had a, a very high, a high, very high pro football focus, you know, rating. So it's a possibility he could come back to Dallas under, of course, whatever what Jerry wants to pay him. But again, he had a good year last year. He, I mean, he did get dinged up, did miss I think a game or two, but it might have been the most healthier, healthiest he has probably been. Yeah, in the last few years, it, that's that's kind of something to say. Now, I think in I think in Dallas, I know Stephon Gilmore is a free agent. Uh, he played fairly well last year. Do they bring him back? I believe it's Jordan Lewis who plays the nickelback. I believe he is a free agent. We don't know if Dallas is going to bring him back or not. And of course, you got of course NFL drafts coming up, and I'm sure that Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and company are sitting there looking you know, at the next. Yeah, the next great player for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, there's been speculation on the draft that, that they may wind up getting, um, they may go after a lineman if uh, Tyrone Smith does not come back, that there's a possibility where they can draft a lineman, like a, you know, a lineman, a tackle or guard, you know, um, and maybe a move um, the gentleman they drafted a couple of years ago, move him to left guard, and yeah, Smith to left tackle. There's a possibility. So again, again, it's interesting to see what they plan on doing in this offseason. Um, again, linebackers been a situation. Vanderlash, uh, Vanderlash has, has been, um, yeah, uh, he's hurt. There's, you know, of course, there's been speculation his career may very well be over with because of the neck injuries. So again, you have to wonder again linebacker situation as well. Again, do you bring Gilmore back or do you have a draft in the format? Again, Dallas has a lot of question marks that are going to have to be answered. And certainly Jerry and the company are going to have a lot of decisions to make. Um, I think as far as Dak Prescott goes, the rumor going around is that they will try their best to bring Dak, that bring, give Dak his extension. Certainly CD will get his extension as well. 
So again, as far as quarterback, I don't think you're going to see a change in the quarterback situation. I think you know, Dak is going to is going to is going to remain a cowboy. I know that a lot of people agree that maybe you know that maybe they wouldn't bring Dak back. But again, I got to think that's the, that's what the case is going to be here. Dak is going to come back. If they were given a contract extension, he'd be a cowboy to maybe he retires. Now, for the running game is who is going to be running? There was even a buzz going around that maybe they would bring Zeke back. I don't know if that's going to be the case here. Uh, somebody said they could re-sign Pollard, bring Zeke back, and have that one-two punch again. Not saying it's out of, out of the realm of possibility. I'm not saying that. But again, I don't know if that's the case. Now again, there's rumors going around that Derek Henry could be on the Dallas Cowboys radar. And again, again, I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't think even though Derek is three years old, that Derek... If you look at it for the body of work, Derek, yes, his numbers did dip last year, but to me, that wasn't Derek Henry's fault. That was the poor play of the offensive line. You had a rookie quarterback and a rookie quarterback here. So, again, I think it's more of the offensive line's play than it was Derek Henry's play. Now, if you put Derek Henry behind a, a, a healthy Dallas Cowboy offensive line, his numbers would probably go up, up, up slightly. Yes, I know he's 30 years old. Yes. A running back tails off of being 30, but Derek keeps himself in tip-top shape. And yes, Derek does take a pounding. But again, let's be honest with you: if Derek went to Dallas, he would not have to take that pounding because for you know for years it was Derek Henry or Bus for for he the uh, the Tennessee Titans. Well, now I said that now if he went to Dallas, it would be Derek Henry or Bus. Yes, there's a game plan where Derek can still carry the ball 15, 20 times a game. And take the pressure off of Dak Prescott. Again, again, it's not a bad sign. Again, there's been speculation. Somebody put the possibility out there that Barkley could wind up, could wind up in Dallas. Now, that would be a coup for Jerry Jones if he pulled that off. But again, don't think that's going to happen. At least I don't see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen. That's a stretch. And of course, with Barkley, I've heard that the Houston Texans would be interested in services that they'll have. Cap space, and they could be interested in his services the way C.J. Stroud developed in his rookie year, going to his second year, you give him a Barkley, then Scott's the limit for the Houston Texans. But, and again, now again, the defense, if you look at the defensive side of the ball, let's be honest with you. Defensively, yes, Dan Quinn is gone. He's now the new coach of the Washington Commanders. They brought Mike Zimmer back in. Mike Zimmer. No stranger to Dallas Cowboys fans. He was a defensive coordinator years ago for the Dallas Cowboys. He went on to coach the you know, Minnesota Vikings. They didn't do that bad of a job with the Minnesota Vikings. He got into a couple of playoffs. I mean, so again, Zimmer's had success being a head football coach and a defensive coordinator. To bring him back, how are the new, how's this going to shape up? How does Michael Parsons fit into the Mike Zimmer you know, type, you know, type of defense? That is something that's going to have to be talked about. Now, we talked about the offense. We go back the offensive line. We can talk about the offensive line. But again, the offensive line did play bad last year. And you're figuring maybe if you can bring Tyrone Smith back, stick him back at left tackle again for another maybe another year or two, if Dallas can do that, then again, the offensive line's not bad. You still got Dak. You have C.D. Lamb. Jake Ferguson had a nice year this past year. You get that. You can get that going again. You got to find a consistent number two with a C.D. Then you go to the draft. There are receivers in free agency. Now, unfortunately, T. Higgins is off the board. 
and the Bengals slapped the franchise tag on him. We'll talk about that and whether that was a good move or a bad move for the Bengals in a future episode. But there are a few guys out there that maybe could fit the Mike McCartney system. You know, but like I said, you know, we'll see. I mean, I know there's been people, people would love to have maybe a Mike Evans in Dallas. I mean, he, he go to Texas A&M. People think, well, maybe come back to Texas. That, I don't see that happen. Mike's going to want a lot of money. And yes, Mike has been away for what, for what, 10 years now? And he's like 31 years old. But Mike is still pretty much putting up, you know, a 1,000 yards, double-digit touchdowns pretty much every year. So, again, Mike hasn't been... Well, like yeah, he's not slowing down, but I don't see the yeah, I don't see Dallas getting him. So again, if you're Dallas, yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'm sure Dallas like it much most people. We're gonna look into the are gonna look into the draft more so than maybe free agency. Now, I'm not saying Jerry won't step won't dip into free agency. I'm not saying Jerry won't bring back some of his some of his players. I think that I think they bring back some of his players and and probably going to the draft is the best scenario for probably Jerry Jones. Now again, I know there's a young man Brooks from um you know from University of Texas. Everybody's high on, high on him, and to me, could you go get him and he could be a running back of the future again? In fact, he'd be, be on a rookie salary. You wouldn't have to go ahead and try to get a Derrick a Derrick Henry or a Barkley or maybe you think Austin Eckler might fit your system for for you know for some reason. But again. For Dallas, and again, I've said this before. To me, Dallas and, the, and Philadelphia are still the teams to beat in the NFC East. I believe they still are. I don't see the Giants. I don't see the Commanders really stepping up their game to compete with the Eagles or compete with the Cowboys. For that, I mean, you can go back and forth. Do I take the Eagles? Do I want the Cowboys? You can go back and forth, and I'm sure the analysts, analysts are going to pick either the Eagles or the Cowboys. I don't see my picking the Steelers. I don't see my picking. I mean, excuse me, the Giants. I don't see my picking the Commanders. I don't really see it that way. So it's either be which one do you think is better? Do you think the Eagles will bounce back, or do you think the Cowboys can put together another, you know, 10, 11, 12 season together? And and Mike McCartney. We all know Mike McCartney's on the hot seat. Uh, Jerry's not is not re-upping his contract. So this is his this is his final year on his contract. Can Mike, can Mike win another 12 games? Can Mike get this team at least an NFC championship? Can he get into the Super Bowl? And every single year, we say, well, the Cowboys have got talent. And again, I guarantee when, when this free agency is done, draft, it'll seem to be the same thing all over again. The Cowboys will have more talent, still have talent. But can it yet? But can Mike McCartney, you know, and company get the best out of the Dallas Cowboys? And that's what the, that's what's going to be the situation here. But for Dallas, I'm not Jerry Jones. I'm not in his head. I'm not in his head. But if it was, you know what? I would, honestly, I'd go talk to. I mean, I'd go talk to uh, Derek Henry's agent. Maybe I take a shot at Derek Henry. Maybe I give Derek a two-year deal, something like that. I mean, Derek, let's be honest with you. To me, Dallas misses a guy that can bust one up the middle. Can just bust up the middle. Derek's the type of guy that can still get you probably about four. Yeah, first and ten, he can probably get you four yards. Off of that offense, healthy offensive line, you take the pressure off of Dak. You know, maybe Dak could be even more efficient. Now, if you look at Dak's numbers, he didn't. He had a pretty good year last year as far as that numbers went. But interesting is, when he gets to the playoffs, Dallas always seems to crumble 
or as Stephen A. Smith always said, you always seem to break your heart. And that's, and that's Dallas. For whatever reason it is, they crumble under pressure. But again, I would like to see Derrick Henry, you know, get a, you know, get a new deal. Maybe get Smith back. Bring in Derrick Henry. If you can get Gilmore to come back under a salary, bring Gilmore back for no, for another year. You know, again, these are ideas I could throw out there. And again, I'm sure that I'm not Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones is not going to listen to my podcast, let's be honest with you. He's going to say, who is this, you know, bleeping guy thinks he is? Right? But again, again, that's my two cents. But for Dallas, yes, Dallas is, is still going to be a, is still going to be a, a, t- a contender, a contender in, in this division. They're still going to be a contender in the conference, no matter how you, you know, slice or dice it. They're going to be in a team, a team. Still a team to beat, especially in the NFC East. But I'm interested to see how this all goes down. Does Mike does be on the final year of his contract? Does Mike find a way to take it over the top to win a playoff game or two NFC Championship game? Maybe Mike pulls the Cougar draw. Maybe he gets the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Usually, I know it's what I guess it, this year it could be an NFC Championship game or Super Bowl or bust for Mike McCartney. I think this is where this is this is where it's gonna come in. And again, and if Mike doesn't deliver on the goods he let go, I'm sure we'll hear the what is it, the Bill Belichick thing all over again. But again, for Mike, and again, I don't again for the Cowboy fans out there, Bill's not going to is is not gonna to go to Dallas because Bill because Bill is not gonna let Jerry call all the shots. Bill's gonna to want to call the shots. Jerry's not going to let Bill call the shots. But I'm just saying, if Mike doesn't get the job done, you're going to hear that all over again in 20, in, in the all season, next all season, you're going to hear that again. Again, the question mark, Dak, does, does, does Dak deserve the money? Well, let's be honest with you. When Dak signed it, when he signed his, when he signed his big contract, you're in the same boat. Again, there wasn't much out there back then when Dak was quarterbacking, when he was a free agent. Again, here we go again. We go right back around the rope again. Do you think it's going to be a quarterback out there that's going to, yeah, that's going to, you know, that's going to be where Dak is at? And again, you got to look at it. You got a lot of guys are tied up from the from the Joe Burrow, the Justin Herberts of the world, to the Patrick Mahomeses, to the Josh Allen's, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you got guys like that that are already tied up, and that yeah, that Jerry's nowhere near where they go get him. But you look at it. There's a top, there's a pretty good there's a decent quarterback class this year. Does Jerry believe that he could, there's a quarterback in that draft class where he could maybe draft him and build him towards the future and not pay Dak all that money? Again, Cooper Rush is there, but Cooper Rush is not a guy that can take you for a full seventeen games. I know they got they drafted Trey Lance, and you figured Trey, you figured maybe Trey Lance, and I'm sure Trey Lance would get some preseason games under his belt for Dallas, you know, this season. This coming up, but do you really believe if you drafted, if you traded for Trey Lance from the 49ers, do you believe that he has the capability of being the guy of the future, and not and not Dak? That's a question that Dallas really has to really answer. I mean, that, I mean, again, Trey is not an old man by the stretch of imagination. I think what is what is uh, Trey 23, 24 years old? So it's not that Trey is not old by the stretch of imagination, but again. At the end of the day, do you feel that he do you feel that he could be the answer to the future of the Dallas Cowboys? And in some way, shape, or form, I think when Jerry made this trade, 
you feel, and I'm sure that Jerry had to think, like, yeah, Dad, hey, you know what? Do I want to play Dak all this money yet again? And Dak's going to want money, maybe. He's not worth Joe Burrow money. He's not worth that money, that type of money. But he's going to want a lot of money. He's going to want good money. And he meant to say myself, do you think, you know what? You know what? Dak's not worth all this money that I might think about paying him. You know what? I got I got a guy that's 24 years old. Let me let him be the future. Let him take over for take over. And for Trey, Trey did not yet. Trey had his issues with the 49ers. Can he can he right the wrongs in Dallas? That's a question that I don't know. I mean, Mike McCartney and company will figure that out, I'm sure, you know, this pre you know, this preseason or in camp. Could he be the guy? Could he you know, could he be the future future of the Dallas Cowboys and not Dak Prescott? But again, this coming season, Dallas is still a team that's going to be cut up to the NFC, certainly the NFC East, but where do they, yeah, but where do they, where do they stand? But for the future of the Dallas Cowboys, yes, I will say this is yet again another boom and bust year for the Cowboys. If they go ahead and win all 12 games and get knocked out of the first round, then again, could it, be, could it finally be time to say, you know what, we got to tear, we got to tear this team again. Dak, you're gone, you know. Um, you know, I'm sure Michael Michael Parsons, he's gonna want some money. To, he's gonna want his money here very soon as well. So again, you tear the say Dak, get Dak. He's up out of here. Do I get some of my veteran offensive linemen? If I don't resign Smith, do I let him go? Do I let do I trade Zach Martin, who's been all pro guard for yes yeah, since day one? I mean, again, a lot of questions to ask to answer. But for right now, for Dallas Cowboy fans. You're still our contenders, at least for right now. But can you get to the Super Bowl? That remains to be the 50-50 question. That seems to be the 50-50 question. The $64,000 answer, too. Will it get there? Again, for right now, it's still speculation. If it, you know, if this team will have what it takes to finally take it over the top. But there's a lot of questions for the Cowboys this offseason. I'm interested to see where they're going to go. Now, for the Dallas Cowboys, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, the team of their division, a team that will probably be in contention with them yet again this, this coming year. Now, Philadelphia got to that, like we said, got to a blazing start, 10, 10 and 11, they were 10 and 1, 10 in the first 11 games, and then it kind of faded, faded out. Now, again, defensively, Philadelphia's defense kind of crumbled. Again, you know, Dallas, you know, Philadelphia's defense last season, Last season, I guess, in 2022, we should say, played fairly well. And that was one of the bigger reasons why Philadelphia made it to the Super Bowl, because they improved by the defense. Now, and again, the secondary, which had been a huge problem for Philadelphia for years upon years, it sort of seems, played pretty good ball last year. But then again, it kind of it reverted back to the old Philadelphia Eagles. Again, guys were getting burned. You brought, you brought back James Bradbury. And again, James kind of struggled. Again, Darius Slay. Darius Slay right now is, what, 31 years old right now? And it's hard to believe Darius has been in the league that long. And I think even he had a drop-off last year. So, again, again, the secondary plays didn't play well last year. And again, there are some players, I think Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, are, you know, are getting along in age. But, again, the thing about the Eagles is they have drafted, they're like, I think they're like the, Instead of the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they look like the Georgia, the Georgia Bulldog Eagles, basically, because they had a pipeline going to Georgia. And they had drafted, and Philadelphia, don't get me wrong, Philadelphia has drafted 
fairly well on defense. Again, in this year's draft, there's rumors they would try to get a cornerback to replace either Slay or either Brayberry. Now, again, that's a possibility where maybe either one of those two are going to be gone. Or who, who knows? Maybe both will be gone for all we know. Again, defense is going to be a thing for Philadelphia they're going to have to rebuild on. Again, there's maybe that Graham will not be back. There's even rumors going around that uh, Hassan Riddick, he might not be back for the Philadelphia Eagles. There's rumors that he could get traded. So, again, the defense side of the ball for Philadelphia is going to be a huge concern. Now, offensively, the only concern I got for the offensive side of the ball would be the running game. It's my only concern. I mean, Jalen, sure, Jalen Smith might have dipped a little bit, but, I mean, but again, yeah, but again, I mean, Jalen still played fairly well. The running game, to me, might have been the biggest disappointment because for the last couple of years, Philadelphia had one of the top rushing offenses in the league right behind the Baltimore Ravens. But again, their offense, again, the running game, to me, was not top-notch. DeAndre Swift, he might have had some moments, but he wasn't consistent enough. And that was his biggest issue, I think, in Detroit, not only injuries, but he was not consistent enough. And again, DeAndre Swift is a free agent, and you have to wonder, will Philadelphia bring him back? That's a huge question mark. Then again, I would be surprised if Swift goes and bring in a guy like bring in Austin Eckler. Now, a guy like Austin Eckler fits his system as well as DeAndre Swift did. But again, now again, the offensive line has been a stellar for the last the last several years, but of course, Kelsey, of course, you know, Kelsey is, is supposed, I believe he is retired or has retired, so he had to get something again. I believe he's handpicked his processor, his, you know, his you know, assessor a, a couple of years back. But the offensive line is still a pretty decent offensive line to work with. So Hurts has got protection, but can you find the number one running back that can take the pressure off of Jalen Hurts? We talked about that with Dak Prescott. Can he finally get a number one running back? Yes, you had A.J. Brown. Uh, Deon, yeah, A.J. Brown still had a, DeAndre, and A.J. Brown had another good year. But again, we talked about it that, you know, A.J. was kind of uh, uh, upset. Some say he was upset because he wasn't getting involved enough. He was arguing with you know, Jalen Hurts about that. But A.J. says nothing wrong with him and Jalen. Nothing wrong with him and Jalen. Devontae Smith had a career year this past year. Dallas Carter. Was hurt most of hurt most of the year. The biggest thing with them is is that number three receiver. That's something they've been trying to address, and they have not addressed the number three receiver receiving position. Yeah, and they're still trying to address that. Do they? I mean, do they? Do they go in the draft and get that number three receiver? Do you step out? I mean, do you go and get a guy? Let's say a Tyler Boyd, for example. You can bring him in. Maybe I don't think you know what money you would want, but you bring a guy like Tyler Boyd in, let him be your number three receiver. Yeah, and you could have something there for the running game. Again, we all know Philadelphia doesn't mind making trades. They don't. They don't mind making trades. They don't mind making that splash in the free agency. And again, Philadelphia has drafted well the last couple of years. So again, the court rumors have about any cornerback. There's a gentleman from um, the. Uh, Toledo, right? University of Toledo, that people feel that could fall to into the lap of the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles kind of get lucky that way. They had players that sounded like kind of fall in their lap. I mean, Jalen Carter was a guy last, you know, that fell into, fell into a lap that they didn't think they had a chance to get him at all. Or when his, you know, we all know about his off the field issues. But again, he fell into their lap and they took him. 
and Jalen you know, did play played fairly well for me. And at the end, Jalen will probably be up one of the guys who certainly certainly you know get a lot get more playing time than I'm sure I'm sure Fletcher Cox is Cox is able to up to is over with. But yeah, you know, you can talk about the speculation. I mean, they got so bad last year that people talk about taking uh, Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni was going to be up out of Philadelphia, and this is a guy that just took his team to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, <laughs> back in twenty twenty two, and they were talking about well, we need we need to fire him. Really, I said I, his first his first couple of years. Okay, his first couple of years in this league, they've been in the playoffs, right? He took them to the playoffs. I mean, well, I don't know if he's still in the playoffs. And again, again, this first year, there was supposed to be a, a rebuilding year, but I think he had a 500 record. And he took a team to the Super Bowl the following year. So again, I think it would have been a huge mistake. Philadelphia did the right call by not letting him go. you got to see if Nick can write the ship. And again, Nick has been a, has been a pretty football head football coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, for Jalen Hurts, I mean, yeah, Jalen, I mean, pressure's on Jalen. Pressure on any quarterback when you get that big money, the contract, people don't respect a lot more. And I'm sure, and I'm sure the Philadelphia people are going to respect a lot more of Jalen Hurts moving forward. Again, the biggest thing I think would be is a third number three receiver, and can you get that number one running back in there again? And then could you bring Swift back? Yes, I could see that possibly happening, but I'd like to see him get a clear cut number one guy. Now. Some say maybe Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard could fit the system. But again, I don't know if I see Tony going forward. Now, the kicker is what about if Living reach out and get Barkley to Philadelphia? Now, that would be a game changer for Philadelphia if you can get that. But again, I'm sure Barkley would want money. And because Philadelphia won't get paid the money. Again, that's, that's something that has not, that's something that they've done. You know, sit back and, uh, you know, fig- and figure, out, figure out as well. But for you know, but for you know, for Philip, for Philadelphia moving forward, let's be honest, they're still going to be considered contenders in this in this division. And to me, if you look at it right now, I might give Dallas the edge because I think Dallas's defense is probably better than Philadelphia's defense right now. You can make the argument of offense. I mean, you can make the offense. I might really have Jalen on the deck. You know, um, I'll take Dallas Goddard if he's healthy. Ferguson, I like AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and then I like whoever CD's going to have his number two receiver, number two receiver. So offensively, Philadelphia's better. It's the defense is where is where it gets to be interesting. And for me, that would that could be what's going to keep Philadelphia maybe away, maybe not from the playoffs so much so, but it's going to keep them from advancing further in the playoffs. But how? Yeah, but again. Philadelphia has been well the last couple of years, and I'm sure they're probably going back to the defensive side of the ball once again to get help on the defensive side of the ball. They've done a very good job, like I said, the last couple of years of doing so. Now, again, I'm sure, you know, the secondary, I'm sure a linebacker can fall out too. Now, again, what about the running back situation? Do you, do you go for Brock? Do you, do you spend the money on Brock? Can you get Austin Eckler in there for what you think is do you bring Demetrius Swift back? I mean, questions for Buffett have got to be answered. Now, is it, I mean, is, was A.J. Brown telling the truth to, to the world? Or was A.J. Brown making this stuff up? And there is really, you know, 
credibility issues within the Democrats. I like, you know, I would like to think that I would like to think that yes, AJ Brown probably wanted the ball more because he feels like any other top receiver, they that they feel that they can take their team over the top. I mean, but again, but again, you know, AJ's got 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 a pretty good number two in Devontae Smith, who had a career this past year. So you don't have to really rely a lot on AJ Brown. If AJ Brown's getting comfortable, Devontae can take the job. If Goddard stays healthy, he's a he's a solid tight end. But again, but I think the basis I think the basis is until the Vikings get back to what they do, run the football for the last couple of years, take a first off Jim Adams. You know, you know AJ Brown's sitting there. You know Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. These guys are sitting there, but again, a balanced attack. That's what made Philadelphia dangerous, is a balanced attack. And that's something they didn't have, to me, in my opinion, last year, a balanced attack. And that's something you need, whether it's whether it is a draft, whether you reach out to get Echo or maybe a Tony Pollard or a Saquon Barkley. Or maybe, maybe, maybe Josh Jacobs could be a, a shot in the dark to go get, maybe, you know, Josh Jacobs, maybe Josh Jacobs comes to uh, Philadelphia, plays behind a decent offensive line, quality quarterback play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do, do you can go in that direction? But again, again, answers. Questions are going to have to be answered. And at the, at the end of the day, but, you know, but for the Eagles moving forward, for them to to get back and win the division and get back into the playoffs, I think it's the running game has got to get better and the defense has got to be has got, to, has got to get back to what it was back in 2022. And again, it starts, to me, it's going to start within that secondary. They've got to, they've got to do something in the secondary. They've got to do that. They've got to, they've got to, you know, they've got to get the secondary straight. That's what made them successful in 2022. And again, if, whether, you know, I, to me, I don't know Brady Bird or Darius Slayer the answers anymore. I mean, to me, I think Darius can still be a quality player, but I mean, again, Darius is what, 31. I think Braver is what, I think, isn't Braver like in his 30 now, too, or something? Maybe he's 29 or something like that. But again, but again, that's something that has to be, the secondary's got to be fixed. And we'll find, you know, you know again, the running game. They've got to find that number one running back. I like Gainwell, but Gainwell's not another, is not another one running back. Could be he's a good number two, but he's not number one. And they've got to find that number one running back. So for the Eagles, it's kind of a very simple plan, right? Fix the secondary, if you can, and get a number one running back. If you can do that and try to keep, yeah, and, and keep Hassan Riddick happy because he is your top pass rusher, if you can somehow keep him happy, and keep them around, then again, Philadelphia could be a team to beat once again in the NFC East. But that's that is what Philadelphia has to do to take it back over the yeah, over the top, and not saying a super maybe a, not saying a Super Bowl team, but again, they could be on the cusp of getting back there if they do those those few things. Now, I guess we're, we're going to stay in, this, in the state of Pennsylvania. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers now. Okay, this was this was taken. This was done, you know, sometime some time ago. Uh, I think it was like after the I think after the Pittsburgh Steelers lost their playoff game, I believe 
there was, of course, a press conference, and I guess somebody asked Mike Tomlin, is he going to be back with the Pittsburgh Steelers next season? Mike didn't like, he didn't like the question, and he kind of walked away from, from, from the podium. Now, I know that I know that there's a lot of fans out there, a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and there are probably some Pittsburgh Steelers fans that probably want Mike Tomlin's head. Some people, you know, some people think that it's it's a crock that when somebody comes out and says, "Well, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in the NFL," they say, "Well, what has he done for me lately?" Now, again, I can understand that point of view as what has he done for me lately, but to me, any NFL coach that has never had a losing season in the NFL, kind of gains my respect. I mean, can Bill Belichick say that? No, Belichick can't say that. Mike Tomlin can say it, Bill Belichick can't say that. And Belichick's won, granted you can say Belichick's won Super Bowls, got you there. But again, Belichick cannot say that he's had a losing base. Never, yeah, he's never had a losing season because he had some losing seasons when he was in Cleveland. Now, I get with Pittsburgh, of course, the speculation is this offseason has been a quarterback situation. Well, Kenny Pickett, you know, be the, be the number one quarterback going to next season. As of right now, he's the only, I believe, the only quarterback on their roster right now. They've cut Mitchell Trubisky, which, which was not a surprise. And Mason Rudolph is a free agent, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mason comes back into the fold and maybe Rudolph and Pickett end up being, yeah, battling for the number one spot. Now, again, there's some speculation if I had another veteran quarterback to for competition. But to me, at the end of the day, I think they're trying very hard to pretty much say that, hey, Kenny's our guy. Okay. Granted, the offseason, they finally got rid of him. They got rid of Matt Camden, you know, during the season. And they brought in Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is known to is known uh, uh, a head former offense coordinator likes to run the football more. Now, again, you've got two pretty good running backs, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, to do that for you. So I think the Steelers were better running the football this year, which is something they should have done to me in the first place, is run the football past secondly. Now, then you're going to say, well, you've got guys like Deontay Smith. You've got Pickens who's out there. You've got two quality receivers out there. But again, but again, for Pittsburgh, let's be honest with you, Pittsburgh's always been known about running of the football. Yes, they had Terry Bradshaw. He's won four Super Bowls. Yes, they did have Big Ben at one point in time. But let's be honest with you. You go back in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was always, what, Franco Harris, Rocky Blyer. Yeah. I mean, when they had that run, they had with Jerome Bettis, right? And it's been all the running backs that have come through that have done, done an excellent job for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But they're always running the football. You have two quality running backs. You have two kind of running backs. The offense line is getting, has been getting better the last couple of years. They've been using a lot of their draft picks on offensive line. And again, the rumors going around now, they may use it on a, another offensive line in the draft. But again, Pittsburgh has done this, you know, but again, but again, I know Mike Tomlin has come here, you know, again, let's say it goes into 2024. Let's say Mike has another winning record. And let's say they, he finds a way to sneak in the back door and make the playoffs. But he gets bounced in the first round. And he's going to hear it all over again. But again, Again, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's not an organization that makes a lot of changes, right? I mean, they've had, what, three coaches in the last, what, umpteen years? Yeah, right. I mean, they don't make many changes. I mean, you've gone from, what, Chuck Noll to Bill Cowder to Bill Cowder to Mike Tomlin. I mean, you don't make many changes. Pittsburgh is all going to be consistent. And they've been a consistent franchise for many, many years. And I know Mike Tomlin has been a consistent 
a consistent franchise. Yes, the quarterback situation is something that has to get that has to get straightened out. You have to find out. They're gonna they're gonna let Kenny Pickett. They're gonna ride a guy with Kenny Pickett. I don't see them trading for Justin Fields. I don't really see them bringing in Russell Wilson. I think it's gonna be Kenny Pickett. They'll re-sign Rudolph, bring him back in. Maybe you go out and get a guy like Terrod Taylor or something like that, and bring him in and let him compete. And I'll have all three guys compete for the number one quarterback position. Now, at the end of the day, I still think Pickett is probably the answer for the, for the Steelers. But again, you've got a running game, an improved offensive line. You've got a couple of quality receivers. Now, I mean, but again, it's going to be with Pittsburgh. It's going to be back to what they always were, running defense, right? That's, that's what Pittsburgh was for so many years. Steel curtain defense, Franco Harris, but you did have Terry Bradshaw. Lynn Swan and John Stump and John Stallworth. Now, Pitt is not Terry Bradshaw. Okay, he's, he's not bad. Now, if he was Terry Bradshaw, he'd have four Super Bowl rings in his future. But, but again, defensively, again, you know, defensively, again, defensively, the Pittsburgh still played fairly well last year. But they've got, you know, but again, Patrick Pearson, he's probably going to be gone. They'll have to, get, they'll have to add more help with the secondary. I mean, I like Fitzpatrick, but he was hurt. He was hurt a lot last year, and again, that's that's you know. But again, solid player. Porter progresses the seasons, you know, went along. But again, and of course, yeah, you still got T.J. Watt, absolutely. But again, from what you from what I've heard, it's going to be offensive line, maybe the first round pick. You know, maybe maybe you add another receiver. I don't know if Allen Robinson. He's probably going to be gone. He's probably going to be released. Do you add another receiver? Um, yeah. Do you add another receiver? Do you go out and get, but you got to me, you got to get another lineman because Cameron Haywood is, is getting up there. I think it's going to be his well, 12, 13th year in the league. Yeah, again, do you get more defensive line help? Do you get an extra linebacker? Again, i like to see him get another cornerback. But again, for Pittsburgh, and I know Mike Thomas is going to keep hearing it over and over and over again, but again, Mike's not going anywhere. I mean, it wouldn't completely shock me if it wouldn't shock me if Louis sat down with Mike and signed a contract extension. Maybe not right this second. It wouldn't totally blow my mind if, if they if they if they give him a contract extension and say as camp opens up or something like that. No, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they're an organization that that is consistent and they've been winners. And let's be honest with you. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. It's, it's kind of hard to argue the success that the Pittsburgh Steelers have had for so many years, right? They've got the Sheriff Lombardi's, you know, sit, sitting in, in the Rooney's office. They do. But again, no, Mike is Mike Tomlin's not going nowhere. As much as some Pittsburgh Steelers fans believe that he is, that they want him out, he's not going nowhere. And Pittsburgh's not that far behind him. Let's be honest. I mean, the Ravens. Yeah, okay. Again, Lamar was the MVP this year, but again, right now. No running game to speak of. The offensive line is, is is shaky at the moment. Again, the defense, the defense, the defense. It played well last year. Top five defense. But again, for the Ravens, it could go up, it could go down. Cleveland. To me, with Cleveland, it all depends on Deshaun Watson. The biggest thing is Deshaun Watson. Can you find a consistent number two receiver? But Deshaun Watson is 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 the big thing to look at. I mean, heck, they made the playoffs, and Joe Flacco was leading in the playoffs. Came to Sean Watson, pulled Joe Flacco, and get this team back. 
Sean's a big thing. Defensively, they improved tenfold. They haven't been a defense in the league last year. But again, Cleveland, it all hang, it all hinges on Deshaun Watson. Can Deshaun Watson be the quarterback he was with the Houston Texans? Not that it just ain't Deshaun Watson. Yes, the Bengals. Yes, Burrow should be back. Yes, Chase, you know, he be back. Yeah, the offense line can continue some improvement. The biggest thing I think with with three Cincinnati defense, they've got some they've got some question marks. DJ Reader's gonna be a free agent. He's gonna be gone. He towards ACL. He's not gonna be, yeah, he we don't know how healthy he'll be when the season begins, but he's a free agent. So again, I would be surprised if, if they address that in the draft. That's one of the first things they draft in the you know, addressing the draft as a defensive tackle. To me, I wasn't keen on Cincinnati secondary last year. That's something they've got to improve. If you can improve on the defensive line and can you get some you know, help in the secondary, I think Cincinnati could be back into the playoff into back into the playoff picture yet again. But again for Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's not that possibility of maybe making it as a wild card team. I don't I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't. But the biggest thing is is can you pick the real deal? That's going to be a big thing. And again, you've got the running game, improved offensive line play. You've got, like I said, you've got a couple of you know, couple quality receivers. You know, you've got some good tight end play. I mean, again, and defensively, Pittsburgh's still not bad defensively. They could still use some work in the secondary. I like to see them get some more help, you know, up you know, on that defensive front. I like to see them do that a little bit more. But again, for Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin has these guys, always has these guys. He should, you know, ship shape. He knows, yeah, he, he knows what it's going to take to, to win. And I'm sure Pittsburgh will still be a team, like I said, will contend, you know, in, the, in that division, hands down. Now, again, if you want to look at it, to me, when it comes down to it, is Pickett is going to be Pickett or Watson. Which one's going to be is Pickett or Watson? Which one's the worst quarterback in that division? Because it's not Lamar and it's not Joe Burrow. So, again, you have to wonder, what can they get out of Kenny Pickett? Can, can Arthur Smith? Turn this thing around. Can he make Kenny Pickett a decent quarterback in his league? And that's gonna be the big thing. It ain't the running game that I'm really worried about. It's can Arthur Smith turn Kenny Pickett around, or whoever ends up being the quarterback. Can he turn it around? Can he, you know, can he take this offense up another level? And I think that's the biggest thing in Pittsburgh. Can you go up one more notch? But for Tomlin, yeah, I can probably see why Tomlin gets sick and tired of hearing you know, I could be gone, and I could be gone. Well, the answer to that is the Bruins only have the, the most legitimate answer to that question. And the answer to this, and the answer is, no, he's not going anywhere. Because, like I said, the Bruins don't like changing, changes that much. And Pittsburgh don't make a lot of change at, at the top spot. And like I said, Mike Tomlin's a very loyal guy. And I'm sure it was hard for him to let Matt Camden go, get rid of Matt Camden. But hey, you had to change it around. And again, when they put more focus on the running game, the offense did get better. Mason Rudolph actually played fairly well. But again, I'm interested to see what an Arthur Smith offense looks like for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, it, it's it's going to be different. I think you'll see more running of the football and defense, and I think you'll I think you'll go back to seeing what the Pittsburgh Steelers were back in the day, running the football, defense. And it, it had a novel concept. We're, we're all about throwing, 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 throwing the football. But let's go back to the old days. Run, defense. That's just what, if Pittsburgh is going to win the division, at least in the division, let's say for right now, that's what it's going to have to do. And I think you and Mike Tomlin can understand that.
Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about the Detroit Lions. They were the they were the darling team of the year of this last year. Everybody, a lot of experts had Detroit winning the NFC Central. And again, they did. They won the NFC Central. They did. They went to the playoffs. Heck, they, you know, they got away from the NFC Championship game. Now, again, Dan Campbell and Brad, and Brad Holmes have done an outstanding job for this organization the last few years from being one of the worst teams in the league to a team that made the NFC Championship game in a few years. So it shows you the outstanding job these guys have done. And the drafting they've done has been been very well, too. And the trade that got from Jared Goff has actually paid off. There was a point in time where I think Dan Campbell wondered if Jared Goff was the quarterback of this team. But right now, it seems that Jared Goff appears to be the answer for here and maybe for the next you know few years. But I'm sure Jared's got, I believe his contract comes up here very soon. I know they drafted, was it Harrigan Hooker from um, Tennessee, figured maybe he'll be the answer for the future. Now, again, Detroit did a good job. They brought in David Montgomery last year, and they drafted Gibbs from Alabama. And that one-two punch seemed to be an outstanding job. Offensive line has been pretty solid for Detroit. And again, the... Now, Omar St. Brown has been one of the better receivers in his legs since he got drafted out of Southern Cal. But it seemed to me there's times where maybe that there's not a consistent number two. Now, I think this year, I think was it, I think him and Jameson Williams, who drafted a couple years ago from the University of Alabama, of course, he's had injuries, and he got a gambling, or a gambling issue, issue. So now, as of right now, they're about the only two guys, the receivers you have on the roster. Williams, now, Williams actually, towards the end of the season, yeah, started to show signs of why they drafted him. And, and, you, have, and you have to wonder, can he be the number two guy that, that they're looking for? Now, certainly they'll be looking for, you know, some number, you know, the only thing that's left for them on that side of the ball is probably a number three receiver. To me, that's the only thing this team lacks, a number three receiver. The biggest thing I think that holds Detroit back, it's not the offense, the defense still holds them back. They've made some strides on defense, yes, they have. And Hutchinson has been, has, been, has been an excellent draft pick for them. But again, the, the defense, to me, has still been a problem. The secondary, to me, is still an issue. It, that's to me, that to me right now, it's the defense that holds Detroit back from maybe even being a Super Bowl contender. And that's and that's something that's been holding Detroit back for a few years. Yes, like I said, yes, they have made improvements. I'm not going to deny that, but it's still what holds them back. And again, again, they did in the free agent pool last year. They signed a couple free agents, and it didn't really pan out as well. Now, granted, Johnson, again, granted, he did get injured, but again, to me, to me, I don't think he was the same player that he was when he did Philadelphia. Again, again, for, I mean, for, again, for Detroit, that's, this is something they have to, they have to address. They're going to have to address the defense side of the ball. If they're going to take that next step, address it. Now, whether they go get back into the free agency, and I think they still have a pretty good cap space. Yeah, the, is, there, is there a corner? Is there, like, an old pass rusher out there. Is there another corner? There's your secondary help out there for this, you know, for this, you know, for this team. But do you dress it during the during the draft? Again, Detroit right now could very well be the team still to beat in the in the central. Now, to me, Green Bay, I think I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think Green Bay has more has more talent on their defense than Detroit. Now again, 
Offensively, I think Detroit is better than Green Bay, even though Jordan Love did play fairly well last year. But overall, I think it's the again, I think Detroit's offense is better. Now with Minnesota, you don't know if Kirk Cousins will be back in Minnesota. To me, Minnesota Detroit and Minnesota Chicago are still bring up the rear in my opinion. But again, it leaves Detroit and Green Bay. Who do you take? Flip a coin. Again, what team can be more balanced? And that's where it will come down to Detroit, is how much balanced can they be? Because again, the offense is all bad. Not bad. It's the defense. The defense is what is what cost them in the NFC Championship game. I mean, to be honest with you, the defense played well in the first half. I mean, heck, they even bottled up Christian McCaffrey. They stopped Brock from that offense. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason was, it's like the chain fell off the bike. And then it's just that it. San Francisco picked it up, figured it out, and then went out, went out and beat them. And for whatever it is, Detroit could have the amount of answer in the second half for San Francisco. And to me, you know, to me, if they could have played, I mean, if they could have played like they did in the first half against the 49ers, it had been Detroit and Kansas City. And remember, you got to remember, Detroit beat Kansas City week one of the regular season. Remember that way. I want you to remember that. Now, whether I think, now again, I, to me, if that had been the case, Detroit, I think, had a chance to beat Kansas City. Now, granted, yeah, granted, the defense would have been a concern, but to me, I got to be honest with you, I think Detroit had a chance to beat them. To me, the 49ers should have been in Kansas City, but that's not, that's not the year nor there. Detroit, who knows? We could be talking about Detroit Super Bowl champions. Now, I know Detroit's got the, with the NFL draft this year, I believe. So, yeah, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see. Again, the one thing is about is Dan Campbell has certainly brought back. Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes certainly brought certainly brought brought back a winning atmosphere in Detroit, and that's something that the Detroit fans had lacked for many many years. But now they've got that. But for Detroit to take the next step, still working on the defense side of the ball. That's what you got to work on. You again, you had the 49ers on the ropes, but you let them off, and they beat you. You could have been in the Super Bowl. Now, you can run back and, like I said, we can go back and forth if Detroit could have beaten Kansas City in the Super Bowl. We can go back and forth on that all day long if we want, if we need to. But that's Detroit's chance. They got to hit the defense. Again, I don't think Green Bay, again, to me, I think if Green Bay gets more consistent, if, 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 their, if their defense can play up to par, and they've got a new defensive coordinator, if the defense can play up to their talent, Jordan Love continues to progress in the offense. To me, Green Bay could succeed past Detroit. But again, I don't discount Detroit. I think Detroit is a team to certainly, again, once again, be in the NFC Central. And yes, I still give Detroit a chance. They will still, I still say they could make the playoffs. They could have another good playoff run. But again, defense. And I know Dan Campbell, Brad, Brad Holmes, they know the defense is what kept these guys from the Super Bowl. So my best, I mean, my best, I mean, again, my best advice to Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, fix the defense, work on it. If you can do that, if you can do that, and have that balanced attack, and have that balanced attack like you did last year, the sky's the limit for Detroit. The Motor City could not only host the NFL draft, but they could also be hosting the Super Bowl parade in 2024. I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl. But I tell you what, they can make things very, very, very interesting for the rest for the for the NFL 
and from the NFC it's, itself. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all that I have time for this episode. Please, by all means, take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.